1: What day three pick has the best chance to make the Cowboys roster? And is there a sleeper that the Cowboys drafted maybe in the fifth or sixth round? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast, part of the On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good. I'm ready
0: to uh, kind of... Put a bow on these uh, draft picks. We'll talk about some UDFAs next week, but uh, we got a couple more of these uh, thir- day three guys to kind of go over and, and mm-hmm. see how they fit in the roster.
1: Yeah, you guys have been loving these breakdowns on YouTube, so we're going to continue with them. We're going to do a deep dive on three of the Cowboys' last picks in the draft. And let's start with the guy that we actually skipped over yesterday, De'Ron mm-hmm. Bland, a cornerback from Fresno State. Uh, he was drafted higher than a, a couple of the guys that we talked about yesterday. I didn't have a chance to really sit down and watch him until this morning. Um but without giving too much away, I like him. Landon, what yeah. do you think?
0: I like him a lot too. I I think, you know, it's he's interesting it physically he kind of just barely clears the hurdles of most of the cornerback thresholds that the Cowboys have. Uh if you look here, we have uh, for those of you on YouTube, you can see that we have his RAS up there. Um, and that's the relative athletic scores a, a formula come up with math from math bomb. Um, and, and if you look at it, you know, his height and weight is very good. His, his, uh, arm length is at 32 inches, which is like right kind of where they, they like their cornerbacks, uh, lengthwise. Uh, to me, when I watched him on tape, uh, he has very good linear speed. He plays with confidence that he won't get beat deep. And you can tell like, like kind of just in his posture that he's not necessarily afraid of, of, uh, you know, he can be patient. He can, you know, he can, he can wait on things and make sure he likes what he's seeing before he jumps on it. He's not. Uh, uh, constantly having to be afraid that he's going to get beat deep because he understands and trusts his speed. I think, you know, to me, he is a silo cornerback, right? He, he's going to operate best in cover one, cover three, cover four, any kind of, uh, uh, uh You know scheme where he has vertical responsibility with mostly a single receiver, I think he is going to really thrive because he has very good kind of a linear explosion and linear speed going up and down the field, Uh, he's got really great hands um and, and he high points the ball well and i think why don't you, you know, just because, talk about
1: that interception against boise state go
0: ahead yeah, that boy that boise state interception like yeah so he just he, he on boys i think the boise state one they actually ran like a trick play wasn't it like mm-hmm. a reverse pass or something yep. like that and uh he just was hiding behind the receiver waiting for them to throw the ball he baited the guy into throwing the ball stepped right in front of the uh, uh the receiver on the one on the defense on the negative one yard line and ran it all the way back for a 100 yard because he actually went backwards into the end zone a little bit and ran it all the way back for a 100 yard pick six very impressive run back uh but on that you saw the kind of the ability to play above the rim uh I, i think that that's kind of one of his better traits is that he does he has no issues playing with with the ball above his head he tracks the ball very well um you know he he, he's a very physical player who he can make it hard on the receiver throughout the route he doesn't mind he's sticky he's he's gonna be on top of you he's gonna be uh in in your face you know he can get a bit grabby at the top of routes i mean that's just kind of something that comes with being a very physical player uh at the cornerback position and so we need to be a little bit careful there because you know he can get in trouble with that kind of grabbiness at the top of the routes. Very comfortable, like I mentioned, playing above the rim. Uh, he tra- he tracks, like I mentioned, he tracks the ball well. Uh, I-, I think, you know, where does he win? He's a surprise. I think the thing that surprised me is that he is a very, very good man cover corner. Uh, and that he got drafted so late. You know, it's like, I mean, I, I think. With good athleticism, right? Yeah, I mean, I think where he has some limitations is like I wouldn't love him having to carry somebody across the field, or I wouldn't love like him having... corner, right? Yeah. I wouldn't love him in the slot at yeah, all because no. I don't know that he has the agility uh, to, to kind of handle that. But if you're asking him to open up his hips and side saddle up the line or play, you know, outside leverage on, on the, on the uh, boundary, I think this guy can do it all day. And he has such great mirroring skills and tracking skills that, you know, he's, he's going to be able to compete with, with wide receivers down the field uh, and then when the ball's in the air, he's not gonna just uh, give up or lose because uh, uh, the ball's been thrown. He's he's gonna attack it and he's gonna turn into a receiver and, and and play the ball really well. So, I'm shocked that we. I don't know. I, I guess it's a couple things. One, I'm shocked that we got him in the fifth round. Fifth round. Yep. And two, uh, you know, going back and looking at Dane's ranking, like he had him as a PFA. I'm shocked because
1: yeah, I mean, I don't,
0: I don't know. His tape looked really good to me. I, I thought he I thought he looked like a you know, not a day a high day three or low day two player to me because he just his yeah. his man coverage skills are so impressive and and that's such a valuable trait. I, I just was shocked, I guess.
1: Yeah, a couple things I just wanted to add. Um, First of all, if you get a chance, go watch the Boise State game. It's on yeah. YouTube. Uh, it's not actually cut up, but you can just watch all of the plays from Boise State's offense against Fresno State's defense. He is excellent in that game. Not only in the interception but there's yeah. two different times where they try to throw across the middle on third down and he he's got perfect coverage. Uh, there's just no throwing window. It, it, my guess, this is a total shot in the dark is my guess is the Cowboys were watching maybe Khalil Shakir yeah. or somebody uh, yeah. from Boise state. And they kept saying, who is this cornerback here? Because yeah. he made play after play. I also watched him against uh, Nevada. Now that game wasn't as good for him. Uh, I, I charted it down here. So Carson Strong had 49 completions in this game, 49 completions. Uh, He gave up three receptions to Romeo Dobbs, who the Packers took on day three. One of those receptions was a, on a third and seven where he actually tackled the guy short on third down. Uh, He gave up one touchdown on a fade pass from the one yard line to Cole Turner, which Cole Turner is just so much bigger than he is. And then he had an interception on a throw that was a little bit inside. He broke on the ball and made a play. So like, as much as they threw in that game, he wasn't overwhelmed at all. And I think that's the biggest thing. Against Boise yeah. State, Nevada, an NFL quarterback, he didn't look like he didn't belong. And All, when you found- all those ahead.
0: guys you mentioned are all, all, all NFL players now. Cole yeah. Turner is Cole Turner's a, a tight end, right, he, yep. if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, that shows you – he was up against a tight end on a fade route, that's maybe not the best uh, alignment, but yeah.
1: And they started that game having played the opposite side of Romeo Dubs, and Dubs started to kill Fresno State. So they moved him over there. Uh, Dubs got him once on a slant, and for the most part, he was fine the rest of the game. So, I mean, this, this might sound crazy, but I I like Bland, at least his film and his movement skills Quite a bit more than Nation Wright, who they took in the third round last year. I, I I just see a more natural football player than Nation Wright. I know Wright's longer; it's got better
0: size, but kind of like Bland's tape better. Yeah, yeah, I think Bland's got more natural talent as a cover guy. Um, And and again, it's shocking that he got drafted this late. To me, I, 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 I mean, maybe I need to watch more. But again, you mentioned it, like. I think you said Carson Strong had 49 attempts. No, 49 completions. 49 completions, and only three of them were against one of the starting cornerbacks? Yes. That means they were clearly not going towards De'Ron Bland. Yeah. So I I think, yeah, and to kind of go back to the Boise State game, I thought one of the most impressive reps he had was against Shakir on, like, the five-yard line. They tried to run, like, a fade route Mm -hmm. to Shakir, and Bland was all over him, just blanketed him. So, yeah, I mean, I think you've – you know, just in those two games, you've seen a lot of reps against NFL level talent. I mean, I understand Fresno State is where he went, but that you know, Fresno State plays some teams. And and was, he, you know, I wanted then, to show something here really quickly yeah.
1: uh, from PFF, and this is something that I, I like to see: is he was a a small small school cornerback who transferred to Fresno State, State. So you want to see improvement, and I know PFF grades aren't
0: gospel. <laughs> Did you watch you can, his Sacramento State? His Sacramento State tape was pretty impressive too, frankly. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw some of it.
1: But but what you notice is this trend of him just yeah. kind of getting better and better as the season went along. We missed that Boise State game. But I, I thought this was somebody who just improved every single time he was out there. Um, what, what are your long-term kind of thoughts for him? Like, how does he fit in right away? What do you see
0: his eventual role being in the NFL? I mean, I, I, it's hard to say. Like, I, I'm. I mean, still kind of shocked. Like, again, by what I saw. So, I, I think, I think he could. You know, his upside is he could be a starter in the NFL. I, I, I don't have any doubts that if he really developed, he could be a really solid number two corner in the NFL. I do think that he is probably, despite his, you know, uh, uh, I mean, he's not small, but he's. But as far as what the the Cowboys like, he just clears six feet, right? Yeah. I do think, despite that uh, not him not being the 6'2 or guy, he probably is only a boundary corner. Like he, he I just, he's almost I
1: identical size to Calvin Joseph, six foot yeah.
0: 197, 32 inch arms. I, I wouldn't. And the difference to me is that Joseph is a much better mover than yeah. than this guy is. I, I would, I would have no issues with putting Joseph in the slot. I, I would, I think this guy just because of his the way he he moves. I don't know that that's the best position for him i love him like i said in a silo moving up the field uh uh you know kind of keeping a, a vertical stance and, and playing outside leverage i, I love him in all of those areas and i think he has a very kind of complete skill set for a guy yep. that you want as a boundary corner in a cover one cover three system
1: i think the, the hope is that you can stash him on the practice squad for a year because your cornerback depth chart is still trevon Diggs. it's crazy i yeah. know kelvin joseph Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, those are your top four. You drafted Nashon right in the third round last year. You have C.J. Goodwin, who's always going to be that last corner on your roster. So if you can put this guy in your practice squad a year, and then maybe next year you move on from one, if not both, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, maybe this guy kind of slides into that role. But I really like him. I, I This is the kind of corner that you should gamble on on day three. So I'm excited to see him in training camp into the preseason.
0: Yeah, th- real quick, this is not just a athlete only type guy. No, this guy no. has skills. Like he has developed skills that are tough to teach. So, uh which is again, this is not the kind of player that you usually find in, in day no. in day 3. Like no. the, at least where he he got picked in, in my opinion.
1: All right, we're going to get to two other players here in just a second, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Blue Nile. If you're looking for some fine jewelry for that special woman in your life, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile will help you out. They have jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate through thousands of fine jewelry options at every single price point. And this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever. With fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Cowboys listeners are going to get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is good only through Mother's Day, Make sure you're using pro- promo code On. Again, that is promo code On. Go to BlueNile.com today.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: All right, let's talk about the uh, our next guy, our defensive tackle, John Ridgway from yeah. Arkansas. I put on the tape this morning. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, what do you think about Ridgway as a prospect and how he fits into the Cowboys long term? I,
0: I loved watching his tape, man. I mean, these these guys are so much fun to watch. He's large framed body with kind of average length. Uh, I mean, he's, I think he's got like a little bit over 33-and-a-half-inch arms, which – you know it's, it's pretty okay length for a guy who's 6'5, but I mean, this guy clearly enjoys the, the physical aspects of the game. He has a nasty temperament, he loves throwing guys to the ground when he gets the opportunity to get his hands inside and he gets his grip. Uh, he likes you know using that kind of peekaboo technique, be, I think mostly just because it allows him once he sees the, the running back to just completely throw his blocker to the ground. Um, he's a former wrestler uh, who enjoys wrestling with the offensive line too much. And, yeah, and I that mean that a like, surprise, right. Yeah. He uh, will abandon his abandon or forget his technique just to continue kind of wrestling belly to belly with some of these guys. And, 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 you know, his hand technique gets inconsistent. Uh, you know, what you'll see is that he'll, his, you know, inconsistent pad level. Yeah. You know, he'll, like I said, he'll abandon leverage to fight kind of belly to belly with the offensive lineman at times. Um, uh, when it looks right it's incredibly good <laughs> when he drives when he when he's trying to drive the interior offensive lineman with his you know hands above his eyes uh, it works he moves them uh when he fires his hands inside on time and he can kind of execute a, a sort of peek and shed technique it's effective mm-hmm. uh but but the, the problem is more just getting him to consistently kind of execute those techniques not that he doesn't know it it's just I think he just wants to kick people's butts. Like I, I, like that's what it is. It's like, he just, he seems at times to lose interest in the game and, and has more interest in just kicking the snot out of the guy in front of him, which is fun to watch, but can be frustrating when you're, you know, kind of when he has an assignment, Um, he's pretty much a pure run game player. Uh, He's not going to provide much at all as a pass rusher. You know, he, I mean, you see the athleticism here. He's, not necessarily super explosive for his size. He certainly isn't going to change direction very well. Uh, But I think if you're putting a body or two bodies in front of him, he will move that body or two bodies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where does he win? He's an absolute run game wrecker. Uh, And some unanswered questions is, can he be more consistent with his technique in order to unlock something really special in this guy? He's still fairly new to the defensive tackle position
1: because he has a right tackle coming out of high school. Uh, and then he went to, I believe it was Illinois State, Um and then went yep. to Arkansas. Played really well uh last year. So, I, man, he is so strong. There are some tackles, though, like where guys are kind of running by him, and he'll stick an arm out, and he'll yep. just kind of hog tie him right to the ground. Like it's, it's incredible The watch. Yeah, you like that?
0: <laughs> uh, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, I'm trying I, I didn't love the way they used him. There was a lot of times, like on um, second and 10, he would play nose tackle in a really wide 3-4. It's not even a 3-4, like a 3-3-5 three, three, defense they had.
0: Yeah, they'd have the guys the, outside the tackles. And, yeah, and there'd and be I, almost no one in the A, B, and C gaps I, or the a, and gaps.
1: I don't think that's a great spot for him. I actually think he's going to be better in the NFL when it's more condensed and there's more guys around him. And you just need... Somebody just to not get moved off the line of scrimmage in one gap. Like I think that's where he's going to thrive. So I wonder, like, is he is his better fit like a one technique in a four three? Because I kind of think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what he'll do here is probably play all you know zero all the way to you know one, maybe even like you know, inside the B or out just inside the outside the guard of the B. I just don't think uh, that scheme helped him very much. No, know. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I think they were over leveraging his skill set it feels yeah. like they were relying on the fact that he was going to kick two guys butts inside and then hoping that the, the linebackers could fill everything else in the NFL that's not going to work i think what you want is someone who's going to force force the offensive line to occupy him with with two blockers and then you know attack the the rest of the gaps that that he's not you know covering I you know the way that the Cowboys move these guys up in different techniques. I, I wonder if eventually he could you know uh, uh, do some stuff as kind of a a, a, a random five technique you know a two gapping five technique. Sure. But I think for the v- vast majority of these snaps we're going to see him inside as a zero, inside as a one. You know what I wouldn't be surprised, when we saw a little bit of last year, is if they put uh, Bohana and him on the field together as kind of the uh, like a 2-4 nickel situation, right? Where they are like almost head up on the guards and then um, and then you just have kind of two linebackers and some pass rushers who are standing up on the outside. But I do think that he is going to be limited to... You know, not he won't play three technique or if he does, not very often. No, no. Uh basically in basically inside from three, you know, zero to two, basically, which isn't really a technique they play. So
1: yeah, I, I like him though. I, I I think for the role that he's probably yeah. at least gonna try to play on this team, I think he could be really successful. I and mean, he's so strong. And if he can work on I think he's got some technical issues. So if you can work yes. on the technique issues and improve some of the handwork, I do think he could be a really solid defensive tackle uh he reminded me a lot of I said gains that plays for the rams the, the big white guy that they had last year that was just so oh strong yeah
0: yeah in the yeah, yeah, of the yeah Defense,
1: kind of something like that I, yeah but in the fourth round or fifth round this is this is fine value this is, a, where, well, this is where you want to drop those guys
0: exactly like this like that's what i'm saying is that like if you, if you're looking at the value of where like Relative to where they are in their position, the fifth round is a great round to get these guys because they don't—they're not valued overall in the draft. So you could get one of the very best run-stuffing uh, defensive tackles in the fifth round. Like yeah. that's just where it is, right? So uh, I'm glad that the Cowboys finally made an investment here because this is a—you know—one of the better kind of talents that coming out of the draft for this specific skill set that the Cowboys have tried. For too long, in my opinion, to just try to manufacture with un with uh, UDFAs with low end free agents that they've signed. Uh, you know, last year was the first year that we actually saw them draft this guy. You know, a, an actual mm-hmm. body occupier defensive tackle. Now they've invested an even higher pick in a guy. Um, so I, I, I'm I think really the thing I'm most excited about is a uh, a recommitment to to you know kind of. Using these late round picks on guys like this, there's really not any reason not to because outside when you draft anybody in the fifth round in any other position, it's a real crapshoot. That's why you want a bunch of those picks because who knows if any of these guys are going to make it. But for like these st- run-stuffing uh, uh, defensive tackles, there's no way that John Ridgway isn't making this team. There's no way yeah. that John Ridgway isn't going to play significant snap. Well, not significant. I, I will say there's no way that, th- that John Ridgway isn't going to play snaps for this team this year i mean unless there's an injury right Uh, the point is that you were able to spend a fifth round pick on a guy who is going to probably play 10 to 15 snaps guaranteed for you this season if he's healthy that's very good value
1: yeah i i I think he ends up taking basically the brent urban spot on this team we had last year right um and, and maybe if he plays well enough maybe the cowboys feel like they don't have to have Carlos Watkins on this team maybe they can move on from Watkins and get a little bit younger but I'm really excited to see like on first down Osa and John Ridgeway together like that would be a lot of fun because Ridgeway is a little bit stouter uh, Osa is really long but also can give you a little bit of pass rush because he can get up the field I think those guys in combination together while they're not going to give you a lot rushing the, the quarterback I think they're going to be really good against the run
0: I agree completely
1: all right, we've got one more guy to talk about. But before we get there, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews, the news this year, including this uh, basketball playoffs, which is upon us, Major League Baseball season. And we've got the Kentucky Derby back on Saturday. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action, bet online, where the game starts.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Do you, right.
0: do, you, do you like do you like to to wear a hat while you wear watch the I, uh, Kentucky Derby, listen, Marcus? I have a big
1: Kentucky Derby fan, so I, I, my, I've, I've I've never been, but I want to go so bad.
0: My, growing up, my parents used to have Kentucky Derby parties every. Day. <sighs> And, and it was late we would do everyone would wear hats and everyone they have like signature cocktails and stuff. so I'm, yeah, I'm well, very familiar uh, with that kind of celebration. I'll probably
1: be wearing a hat but I'm going to uh, my daughter's tea party on Saturday, so probably oh really so be. so you probably <laughs> will be
0: wearing a hat actually <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of hat. Uh,
1: all right, last one, yeah. Devin Harper, linebacker mm-hmm. from Oklahoma State. I watched three games today of him, uh, TCU, the Baylor game and then the championship game, the big 12 championship game against Baylor. Uh, I'm gonna save my thoughts until after you go. So, what are your thoughts on Devin Harper?
0: I kind of think that you and I see them the same. I would be surprised. Uh, average height, weight, length for a line for a linebacker. Right? Small. He's kind of smaller hands, but he's got that kind of like it's it's almost like you the numbers you talk about, right? He's six feet. He's 230 pounds. He's you know he's got just short of 30 32 inch arms. You know mm-hmm. it's it's very close to the kind of the the standard model, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, except he has just absolutely exceptional movement skills. I mean, when he sees what he's doing, he is an absolute blur, you know, and it just, and just kind of is just teleporting at times, uh, you know, in, in when given a defined assignment, uh, he is, he is really, really difficult to stop now he's much better with a defined assignment because you're going to get diminishing results. The more he has to process what's happening in front mm-hmm. of him. He can get confused by eye candy in the run game. He needs to trust his keys more despite being an incredible mover. He's not great in coverage. He just like, and 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 that was, I, that's the point that I saw in the DMS that we were, I was like, yeah, I think Marcus saw what, what well, I saw.
1: Cause I think the problem is, is and I've seen this happen all the time. You see a six foot, 230 pound linebacker. Yeah. And I've seen that people already say, Oh, he's a nickel player. You just put him in on passing situations no. and let him cover. I mean, theoretically, that's great if he could, if he could
0: cover. But he can't cover. So that's the problem. And, and I think, you know, he could get better at it. Like, I mean, sure. I think you could get development. I think it's an instincts problem. It's clearly not an athleticism problem. So maybe he just needs more reps there. Who knows? But I, I, at this point, I agree. Like, I think there are people are kind of lazily plugging him as a, a nickel linebacker you know maybe if he's blitzing all the time because that's the other thing we should talk about is yes as unimpressed as I am in his coverage as un- unimpressed as I am in his ability to uh, uh read his keys and then fire quickly to process information if you point and shoot this dude at somebody like if you just tell him to go blitz the b gap, the dude will do that. I I mean, he had six sacks and 11 tackles for a loss last year. And on the tape, you see it right when he is able to, when he's able to just have a a track like, okay, this is what you're doing attack here. He's valuable because he does have not only great straight line speed, but he also can turn the corner a little bit so he can get through the gap, make an adjustment, bend back to make the tackle, pursue the quarterback, those are things that he does really, really well. I think in the run game, he would be a very good run blitzer as well because you have him shoot the gap. He's able to change direction quickly. And, you know, he runs, what was it, a 4-5. A so he he could track a lot of these running backs down from behind or at least pursue, especially quarterbacks, and get them. I think he has value there, uh, a lot of value, as a guy that you could figure out a way to kind of maybe just get on on the field to send him at the quarterback or send him in a blitz. Uh, but but I think that that's that can be a difficult guy to get on the field because it kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it sort of tele uh, telegraphs what you're going to do with him on the field. Right. So where does he win? Uh, like I said, defined assignments where he can attack it, anything like that. He is going to he's going to thrive. The question is, how do you get him on the field to do that without tipping off what you're doing? The unanswered questions I have. Can he ever be more than a backup or a special teamer? Now, oh, I should mention this. I'm sorry. I missed the whole top line with this guy. He is going to be an elite special teamer. Should like He is game. going to be incredible special teamer because of what I just talked about. Defined assignment. Go get that guy who's catching the punt. Go mm-hmm. block that kick go block that punt. You know, those are things that he can do very, very well because he has elite athleticism. As you can see on the screen, a nine, five, one in the uh, relative athletic score for linebackers. It's very, very good. So those are the kind of tasks that he's going to thrive in. The question is what, what do you do with this guy on defense? That isn't going to be uh, an obvious tip off when he's on the field.
1: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned punt block and that's actually the very first thing that came to mind. Is like, we saw it last year with Bones Fossil. If you can have a guy kind of loop in and kind of beat a block that's kind of sideways, he's going to block a punt or two. Like, I'm just, I'm just telling you, it's going to happen because he is so much faster than everybody else. And if you just need him to go in a straight line, he can do it. I, I, I think he's actually pretty good when things go like sideline to sideline. Like, But when it's coming downhill at him, it's a problem. There was a run against Baylor in the Big 12 championship game where he is one-on-one in the box at about two yards down the line of scrimmage from uh, Abram Smith, the running back. And Smith just bowls him over and gets like 12 yards in the run. Like this, he is a small linebacker and he kind of plays small too. Like he's just not super powerful. Um, And even some of the sideline to sideline stuff, like there's times where I I think because he's so inexperienced and I think there's just not a lot of instincts there. He's hesitant, right? And if he just played – if the motor was just at 110% all the time, he's going to lock himself into some plays. But you just just don't always see that.
0: I think the reason that he looks better in the sideline-to-sideline stuff is because that's allowing – it takes a little bit longer to string those plays out. That's allowing his – uh, speed and athleticism to make up for his lack of processing speed, well, right? Because it, the play is taking a little bit longer. He sees it, and then he can make up the distance that he lost initially with yes. his speed. I think when you're seeing it inside, you you, you talk about the physical lack, kind of lack of physicality. That is certainly part of it. But the other part of it is that without the ability to kind of process that information quickly. Y- Everything happens faster inside. So yep. it, he, he needs to be able to get in, see what's happening, read the cues, get into a good body position, and then take on the the, the blocker with good technique. I think by the time he realizes what's happening to him, it's too late. The, the the ball's already coming at him, and he's not able to reactively kind of get to where he needs to uh, redirect offensive linemen or get around him. Uh, and, and that's where you know you're gonna start seeing issues with him you know, if, if they start running at him. It's it's just it, it takes advantage of his lack of kind of initial processing speed. Yeah, my
1: the biggest thing I wrote for him is just there's a lack of anticipation with everything, right? Yeah, like there was a time where they ran like a, a play action little bootleg out to the tight end, and he's in perfect position. Like if he just has any idea what's coming, he can fly down and make a tackle for a loss. But it'll look, it took him like a whole extra beat or two. It'd be like, oh, they're throwing it to the flat. I should go up and make the tackle. It's just it's just. It's like you there. can hear
0: him saying it to himself in his yeah, head. Yeah, and right?
1: I, I mean, can Dan Quinn coach him to play with more instincts or just coach him to play faster? We'll see. But at this spot in the draft, I think if you get anything from him on defense as a bonus, right? I would be shocked if he plays a defensive snap for them this year. Like it's gonna be yeah. pure special teams. Yeah, I would imagine he's basically taking over, or I mean, I think he hopes to take over the Luke Gifford, Francis yeah. Bernard, Tyler Coyle role on defense, right?
0: Yeah, but if you remember, Luke Luke Gifford and Francis Bernard didn't—they really tried not to play them at all on defense early on. You know and that 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 was something that they earned eventually. So I agree. I think that's yeah. that's a very good comparison to what they're looking for, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I think you look at uh, uh, the roles that are needing to be filled. This is a guy that, you know, they feel like, hey, again, upside here. It's like Luke Gifford, except for the fact that he has more athleticism than Luke Gifford did. So you're hoping that there's some upside that can be eventually poured into a defensive role. Uh, I don't know. It's going to take a while. I think, especially if he's got instinctual problems, I don't know if that's something that can be taught. It's not like he doesn't, he didn't play a lot of football. I mean, he spent six years in college or whatever, yeah. five yeah. years in college. So, uh, yeah, but I think that it, it's one of those things where he has value. He has usefulness. There's definitely a reason to have this guy on your roster because of, uh, of, of all the special teams that he could play. The question is, yeah, how much can he? How much can he do for your defense now? Which is not much, but how much can't will he ever be able to do for your defense? And does that matter? Is this guy just like a linebacker version of CJ Goodwin?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say that Malcolm Rodriguez, the other linebacker that they play with, I think the Lions drafted him. He's a really good player. I think mean, I think he's going to be <laughs> fine. Uh, I, I'd also say the 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 Cowboys signed a, another linebacker, um, uh, uh, the kid from Texas A and M. Uh, Aaron Hansford Mm -hmm. he's a better player right now than Devin Harper I've got absolutely no doubt about that but I understand why the Cowboys did what they did here because Harper's just a far better athlete and it's it's more likely that Hansford was going to fall to being a priority free agent which he did because Harper when you get a 95th percentile athlete like this these guys just don't last very long even if they're not good football players right now because there's only so many guys in the world that are two hundred and thirty five pounds that run a four five oh right so
0: we'll see yeah there's tons of of undrafted free agents that could come in and be development mental linebackers there aren't a ton of those guys who could come in and right away give you excellent special team snaps that's what i think harper will do
1: yeah i I agree all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in tomorrow we're going to be answering your twitter questions so make sure you guys send those in We'll be back on Monday to do more prospect previews. We're going to talk about a couple centers uh, that the Cowboys signed that we're maybe a little excited about later on in the week. We're going to talk about some receivers who – a couple people had some high grades on some of the uh, the wide receivers the Cowboys signed. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Hansford a little bit. Have you got a chance to check out the kicker that the Cowboys have signed yet?
0: i've watched every single kick he's ever no i haven't watched anything yet so i'll I'll watch i'll watch the kicker I'll. he's gonna make me watch a kicker i'll watch a kicker
1: he had a 62 yard field goal this year that would have been good from 70 like it's his leg is
0: incredible
1: he's he's a lot of fun can he throw a a football uh no uh it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be pretty fun so Get uh, okay, back tomorrow. Check out uh, the YouTube page, Locked on Cowboys. You can check us out on Twitter, at Locked on Cowboys. Follow Landon, at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time.
2: You are Locked on Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day.
1: Locked on. Locked, locked on. on. Locked on
0: Cowboys. Locked on.